Hello, 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 and welcome to Real Conversations. Thank you so much for stopping by. I hope all is well. I pray all is well. And if it is not, um, just know that it can and it will get better. Just trust the process. Keep moving forward. Be intentional about your healing and trust and believe. One day you will wake up and you'll look back and you'll say, oh my God, I don't know how I made it. I don't know how I survived, but it's only by the grace of God. So um, today, today is a bit of a heavy day. Uh, It is National Narcissistic Awareness Abuse Day for the survivors and this is my first time. And when I realized it, I said, oh my gosh, like, uh, you know, I've been intentional about my healing. I've been intentional about my journey. I've tried to be very open and honest and uh, try to be a voice for those who are uh, either in the situation and was unaware like I was or uh, don't know how to get out of that situation or struggling or just kind of confused by being in this situation because that's what it feels like. It's a a level of confusion because uh, anyone who's ever been in that type of situation, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And for those who don't know, uh, they're confused because none of it makes sense. And it's unfortunate because uh, if you are in a narcissistic, abusive relationship for any amount of time, um, you don't really put things into perspective or things don't make sense to you until you're actually out of that situation. And there's so many layers and there's so many different things um, that happens in a narcissistic, abusive relationship. Uh, It's the lies, it's the cheating, it's the manipulation. It's the financial abuse. It's the verbal abuse. For some people, it's physical. Uh, Some people, you know, it's mental. It's emotional. It's just so many layers of abuse. And some, for some, in my case, like I said, I always knew that something was wrong. I always knew that something was off. I always knew that this person had some type of issues, but I didn't. I wasn't aware of what narcissism was. I've heard of narcissism, but I wasn't really aware and how deep rooted and evil, you know, this sickness is. And it wasn't until I became aware and I started to do my research and I started to like put two and two together. And then uh, that was it for me. I, I had to plan my exit strategy. And I say for me, thank God, I've always been financially independent. Uh, I've struggled. Uh, Nothing is ever perfect, but thank God I didn't depend on this narcissistic person to provide a life for me because, you know, financially he drained me. Uh, It was just, you know, I I could go on and on and on about all the things that I've done uh, for him personally, for, you know, just trying to maintain a life for my family. You know, uh, we share two children uh, the effects of how being in this type of situation affects your children. It's just so many things that you have to deal with when you are in this type of situation. 
And it's it goes beyond that because then once you now are in this situation, you also have his enablers, you know, the people who are around him who allow him to do the things because nobody holds this person accountable. Um, it's sad because nobody is saying, hey, you know, your behaviors are out of line. The things that you're doing and saying is out of line. You know, they look at it like, oh, well, that's just how he is. Or, oh, well, you know, he's a little, cr-. oh, you know, and, and I've seen the signs. And I ignored the signs. I ignored the red flags because I just didn't know. And, you know, it wasn't until like I I got to a point where it was just like, you know what? This is not, he's not going to change. He's not trying to change for the better. He's not trying to change for me. He's not trying to change for the children. He's not trying to change for himself to see that the things that he's doing is just not right. And so I had to make a conscious choice. It took me a long time because like I said, I was, I started that relationship when I was fairly young. I really didn't know. Um, what narcissistic abuse was and, you know, just all the little things and the intricate little details of narcissism. And it's heartbreaking, you know? So, uh, I had to literally force, like not force myself, but I had to literally, you have to plan an exit strategy. So I had to detach myself, you know, in increments and detach certain things. And, you know, if you have a bank account with them, Thank God I didn't because that would have been a nightmare. Um, But, you know, in terms of having cars, you know, I had several cars. The cars were in my name. He destroyed every car. Um, Everything that I worked very hard for to try to provide for my family, he destroyed. Um, It was just never ending. It was always something. It felt like I was on an emotional roller coaster, just highs and the lows and just ups and the downs and the twists. And it was just so chaotic. Now that I'm not in that situation, I have peace. I have calm. I have, you know, I I can think clearly. I can function better. I don't have the stress. I don't have the anxiety. I don't have the headaches and the migraines and the insomnia and the overeating. Like I didn't realize that all of the things that I was going through uh, attributed to me being in this toxic, abusive relationship. And so, you know, you have friends and people who say, oh, he's a little crazy, like, oh, you know, and, and you can't blame the friends, you know, or you can't blame a lot of the family, um, and it's sad because it's not even sad. It's just hurtful because, you know, people see that there's something wrong, but, um, for whatever reason, you know, people feel like, oh, let me stay out of it. Let me not say anything or, um, let me not get involved, but. You know, I feel like this is where your family and your true friends are supposed to step in and your community, your village around you. That's when they're supposed to say, hey, you know, um, I need to talk to you. And even if you don't listen in that moment, I've made a podcast about this before. Even if you don't listen in that moment, just be open enough to receive what they're saying, because sometimes they see things that you don't see. And sometimes they know things that you don't know. And, you know, when people come to you and tell you certain things, you know, it, it should be coming from a place of love. And if the people who is in your village can't talk to you about certain things uh, or tell you certain things, then, you know, you're going to be kind of left out there to fend for yourself. And, you know, I had to resolve a lot of things on my own. Uh, you know, I have a village and I, and I have a support team and, and thank God that, you know, they've been rocking with me and, and they understand, you know, what I've been going through. But this, this, this healing journey is not for the weak, you know, it is not for the weak. And, and I know people who, you know, it's taking them years uh, of therapy, of coming out of that 
situation to try to get to, to even make sense of the things that they were going through. Uh, for me, I realized early on, you know, I, I, I did go to therapy. I do have a therapist and I can call her and see her at any time. You know, uh, right now at my current state, uh, I am no contact and that's the best way for me to operate. I, I don't want to go back and forth with this person. I don't want to have that passive aggressive, that tension, the arguments, the, the, just all the, the chaotic things that they like to bring into people's lives. You know, they never want to resolve issues. They don't know how to handle conflict. They want to rage on you. Um, they want to intimidate you. They kind of want to bully you into, you know, to, to doing things that you, they just don't respect your boundaries. They don't respect or care how you feel. So no contact was the best thing for me. You know, I tried to co-parent. I tried to, you know, it's one thing to feel how you feel about me. The feeling is mutual. You, you understand what I'm saying? And I, I wanted to move on with my life because I, it was no way I could stay in that mess. It was no way. And so I tried to move on accordingly. I tried to co-parent. I tried to, you know, be the bigger person and say, hey, listen, if it's about the kids, let it be about the kids. And then that even became a, a headache. And then it was just like, you know, something, the kids were over it. I was over it. And it was just time to move on and just do what I had to do for me and my children and to protect my children at all costs. And so no contact seems to be the best way. And I don't care who don't like it. I don't care who feels any kind of way about it because they didn't have to endure what me and my children had to endure. They don't have to deal with the verbal assaults and the lies and the, the, the passive aggressiveness and the, the tantrums and the rages, you know, he called the police on me. And, and I guess, um, that was a good thing because in the moment, you know, when they rage out, they will kill you. They would, you know, that's why, that's why you ever hear of those passion, what do they call them? Like the, the crimes of passion where in the moment they just rage out and they get so angry and they blank out and they get mad and they don't realize what they're doing and they can end up killing you. And so that's a possibility, you know, when it comes to a narcissist and it comes to, uh, their, their, their mindset, you have to almost think like a narcissist because they're so predictable they're unpredictable, but they're so predictable that you kind of know what they're going to do, what they're going to say once you become aware. So once you become aware, you have to take the necessary steps to protect yourself, protect yourself, protect your children and do what you have to do. And you cannot be afraid. And so I'm not afraid. I, I pray. I know the God that I serve and, and I make sure that I try to keep my spirit right. I try to keep my, you know, the people around me, you know, I try to stay in that walk in that positivity and walk in that light because, you know, when you're dealing with a narcissist, they're very negative. Everything that they say is negative, um, you know, and, and they're very sarcastic. So if you listen to how they speak, they speak in these ways where, you know, oh, it's just a joke, but it's not really a joke. You know, they're very... Um, like I said, passive aggressive and very verbally, you know, they like to say these little verbal assaults and, you know, they wait for you, for you to react. And so you just want to invoke some type of reaction. So that way you can make it seem like I'm the one that's, you know, crazy or I'm the one that's going too far. So they, you know, that's called reactive abuse. So they do all of these things to you, to manipulate you, to manip like, it's just sick. It's just sick. So 
I have no reason to, to speak to this person. I have no reason to contact this person. Uh, and if this person ever wishes to contact me, it would have to be through the courts. I refuse. I'm not going to go back and forth and go through all of the, the chaos. I, I don't have time to be a part of that person's circus anymore. I refuse to give that person any more, any time, a second, a minute, uh, a minute, none of my time, none. He does not deserve my time. I wasted so many years in that toxic situation that I refuse to give that person another second of my time. And it may seem cold and it may seem hard, but the hard truth is that the narcissists don't care. They don't care about you. They don't care about your children. They don't care about your feelings. They don't care about your livelihood. They don't care about anything. They do not care. So the person who is, you know, in this situation, you have to come to terms with that. You know, that you've been with this person for any given amount of time and that they honestly just don't care. That's painful. You know, that you sat and you poured into this person. You gave this person. You tried to love this person. You tried to be there to support whatever it is that you were to this narcissist. You tried and you gave your all. You gave your best. You gave your 100%. And it's not enough. It's never going to be enough for that narcissist. So you have to now become the person who's now aware. You have to take the necessary steps to do what it is for you to heal. And for me, removing myself completely, completely was the best decision I've ever made. And uh, do I miss him? Hell no. Hell no. I am happy. I'm at peace. I can sleep at night. I can, I, I feel like I can breathe. And so I came to, to terms with the fact Yeah, it was painful. You know, I had to go through every emotion. I had to feel the hurt, the pain, the disappointment, the confusion, I had to feel every emotion and that's okay because now I'm coming out of that. And so my goal is to be a voice. My goal is to encourage, to uplift and to let people know that you can too also survive. And I never, never, never claim to be a victim because that's, I I don't ever want to walk around playing the victim role. Because that's what narcissists do. They blame everybody. They blame everything on everybody. They don't take accountability. They don't look at themselves. They play the victim like, look what she's doing to me. Look what she did. And look what, that's what the the narcissists do. I've never claimed to be the victim. I just didn't know what narcissism was. I didn't understand it. But now that I do, I, I always said, I'm just aware I'm the aware person now and I'm t- I took back my life and I refuse to allow to, to ever sit in a situation like that ever again. I have no problem. I will walk away from anything or anybody just like as soon as, soon as you even open your mouth, I walk away from you. I, I don't have time. I'm not entertaining that. I, I don't have time for that. So you have to be strong. You have to be strong. If not for yourself, if you have children, be strong for your children. 
because your children deserve a better life without that narcissistic person. If that narcissistic person don't respect you as the woman, how do you think they're going to, why would they ever respect and love and take care of the children? Your children are extension of you. And if your children look like you, oh, if they hate you, trust and believe they hate that child. They don't like that child. So if they can't physically or verbally assault and get to you, they'll find ways to do it to that child. So, you know, it's just shameful when people say, oh, you know, she's just being bitter or she's just being nasty or she's keeping the kids away from it. Did you ever stop to say why? Did you ever stop to ask why? Nobody is ever holding the abuser accountable for the things that they do and the things that they say. That's crazy to me. It's no way, a per- if you are a loving person, a kind person, a generous person, a person who has a love and compassion and a person who is just, who has a heart for people and care for people and treat people right and you respect people, no one would ever just say, oh, I'm cutting you out of my life. Did you ever stop to ask why? No. But they're quick to listen to what the narcissist has to say. They're quick to judge. They're quick to believe everything. There's always more than one side to every story. People just don't do things just to be, oh, I I just woke up bitter. But why is that person that way? Why did how, why did that person become bitter? Why did that person become nasty? Why did that person become angry? Why is this person doing all the things that they have to do to protect themselves and it's considered being bitter or being mean or being cold or hard or being harsh? Wh- whatever term you want to use as a survivor, as a person who became aware you damn right I'm going to protect myself. you damn right I'm going to protect my children. And I don't care who called me bitter, who called me mad, or who called me. I have every right. Because a narcissist, they're not, they're not nice people. They don't care about nobody. It's all about what you could do for the narcissist. Whether it's money, whether it's sex, whether it's a place to stay, whether it's food, however they could lie, manipulate steal from you, cheat from you, whatever it is that the narcissist needs from you, they're going to do what they have to do to get it. And if you tell them no, or if you refuse, or if you are not willing to just, you know, allow them to walk all over you, watch how they treat you. Look how they act towards you. you. You won't get a phone call. You won't get a text. They won't check on you. They won't come to see you. They'll only come around and play nice when they want something from you. That's why they're called energy vampires, emotional vampires, leeches, if you want to call them leeches, that this is what they do. These are the things that they do. So why would you want somebody around like that? Why would you want somebody in your life like that? Why would you want somebody in your life who can't reciprocate what you give them? That's crazy. That's insanity. I'm, I'm, you know, and so for me as the aware person, once I became aware and I, I was aware how I was enabling this person and enabling their toxic behaviors, I had to take a level of accountability for myself. That's why I said I, I'm not, I'm not even mad. I, I, I'm more mad at myself. 
I'm more disappointed in myself for allowing that, for sitting in that mess for so long. So take back your strength, take back your courage, take back your life, move forward. Don't ever look back because that narcissist is not, don't care about you. That narcissist don't care what you're doing, how you're doing it, where you're doing it. They may, they, they may act like they care. They may act like they're hurt. They may act like, um, you know, that what you did is so detrimental to them and how they're suffering because you did all these crazy things to them, but they're not telling everybody the things that they do to you. They, they refuse, they would not tell anybody the things that they do or they say to you. They'll just tell everybody about the things that you've done to them, which is crazy because people just don't wake up and just do things to you. It has to be a reason. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Um, I'm walking in my journey. I'm walking in my truth. I'm walking in my light and I'm walking into my purpose. And those who know me know that I'm very open and honest and been transparent about everything that's going on in my life, you know, concerning that situation and coming out of that toxic, negative, abusive relationship, which was very chaotic uh, for myself and for my children. You know, we're at peace and, and, and peace is priceless. Peace is priceless at this point. So anybody who is in any type of abusive relationship, verbal, physical, mental, sexual, whatever it is, pick yourself up. You got to be strong. There is more for you, better things out there for you, better people it can be done. Just know it can be done. It's not easy. It's not for the weak, but it can be done. Surround yourself with positive people, people who's going to love on you, people who's going to help you through this journey, help you through this process. Do it for you. Do it for your kids. It is the best thing that you could ever do for yourself since coming out of that abusive relationship. And don't go back. There's no reason to go back. Don't look back. Now that you have been through that situation, now you are equipped with the necessary tools to know, to know how to do better, how to be better, how to move forward. And don't allow those type of things back into your life because you survived. Now tell your story, walk in your truth, walk in your light so that you can be a voice, that you can be a vessel to help somebody else who's struggling to come out of that situation. No one deserves to be abused. Everyone has a right, it's called free will, to be loved, to give love. Who wants to walk and live? And some people live a whole lifetime and never truly feel loved or to be loved or to give love. That's sad, that's sad. You know, people won't think about the finances and people think about all the materialistic things. But when you really sit down and you evaluate your life and you evaluate the people and the things in your life, the one common factor is we all want love. And guess what? Love starts with self. Love yourself first. Love yourself first. And guess what? Once you start loving yourself to that point and to to that level, then you'll attract all of the things that you require in your life. 
Because now that you're equipped and now that you're loving on yourself and loving yourself the way that you deserve to be loved, you won't allow all that garbage in your life. You won't allow certain people, certain things, certain situations. They can't even knock at your front door. So on this day of awareness, if I could encourage and inspire one person, that's all that matters. Uh, Each one teach one. And I'm all about teaching. I'm all about loving. I'm all about encouraging and inspiring, you know, everyone to walk. Walk and enjoy this life. You only have this one life. Live it. And you deserve to live it. You don't deserve to live a life of chaos because that's not God's love. So with that being said, have a blessed day. I love you all and continue to be your light. Have a blessed day.